T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Well, good evening. Uh, Keith McPherson here joining you at a little bit after 1030. Uh, If you're like me, you were watching Monday Night Football. Um, If you're like me, you're probably a little worried and shaken up right now. And you're probably trying to find out some more information on uh, DeMar Hamlin. So uh, if if you weren't watching Monday Night Football, if you're not a football fan, if you weren't locked in on this primetime game between two of the best teams in the league with huge implications uh, for the playoffs and for fantasy football championships and gambling and all that other stuff that does not matter right now, uh, we just got a scary hour. From 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock, where we weren't sure what was happening or going to happen. Uh, I was unprepared for that. Honestly, I was planning on starting my show at 12 after Monday Night Football. And I started talking to Paulie a little bit as the Nets game came to a finish. And I kind of just knew there was no way they could play this game. Now, I, I really haven't been able to prepare any thoughts on it. I'm just going to speak freely from what I know. And then hopefully we can move into some other things. Uh, I'll be on till 2 a.m. Uh, I, I understand that, you know, everyone loves the NFL. It's king. I, I say the NFL is undefeated. It is king in America. The amount of money that it brings in the amount of eyes, the amount of different things around the game. Uh, It's a cash cow. It is uh, in the front of people's minds, sports fans' minds. If you're a sports fan and you're not into the NFL, I find that to be rare. But on a night like tonight, we are brought back to the reality that these guys that step out there, they're just like us. They are human beings. They are more athletic than we are. They are the best of the best and get paid a lot of money to do what they do, but they have a brain and a heart and legs and arms and 
they also have friends and family too. And when I'm watching that game, I mean, you know, Twitter is interesting um, because you get a you get a lot of different things from Twitter. Um, but Twitter, I was looking to um, because they had uh, you know all the information first. But I'm watching that game and it was scary. T Higgins catches that ball over. Actually, before before Demar Hamlin went down, Teron Johnson went down. Number number seven cornerback for the Bills. He went down. And not long after, you see T Higgins catch that ball and get ahead of steam and just lower his his shoulders, his helmet. That's another thing. You know, they're trying to work on getting these uh, helmet-to-helmet or targeting or leading with your helmet hits out of the game. Uh, DeMar Hamlin took the brunt of that one, and it was scary because you see him pop up. Right, it, it looked like he was fine, and then you see him collapse, and Joe Mixon points to him, and there's a ref right there, and everyone realized, okay, this guy is not just hurt. He's unconscious, needs help. I think I read that they had to give him CPR on the field, that he was not breathing on his own, like his heart's up. Like, this is crazy. You, I don't think we've seen a game be stopped like this. Now, the first things I was thinking was about uh, you know, Kevin Everett or Ryan Shazier or Eric Legrand. Um, and even myself, I played football for 11 years, Pop Warner High School and college. I- I've been on the field twice for an ambulance to come on the field. And in that moment, it doesn't matter if you're wearing helmets and shoulder pads. You saw these players crying. You saw how shaken up they were. Shame on the NFL at the time saying, yeah, here, here's five minutes for you guys to warm up and then get back to playing. There's no way they could do that. And kudos to Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor for saying, hold on, hold on. We're not about to play. We're actually, we need to go back into the locker room until we find out about this player. Now, DeMar Hamlin is a young player. I think he's only 24 and he's out of the university of Pittsburgh. Um, Tyler Boyd, who scored the first touchdown of the game, is from University of Pittsburgh. Uh, So one of the first things that I put out on Twitter was, hey, this guy is a brother to his teammates. These guys are with each other every day. They eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. You know, They want to know that their brother is okay. The game does not matter. It matters to people in fantasy football. It matters to people on FanDuel. But right now, what's important is this man's life. So... It wasn't just the Bills that were shaken up. The the Bengals were shaken up. And I knew as time kept going on, I'm like, what are they waiting on? Like what what like we saw a couple tweets go out about his status. Was Roger Goodell or the NFL office in New York just trying to hear that he was in stable condition and then play the game? My my original thought was, there's no way in hell you can play this game and then get bad news while the game is in play about this young man. It has to stop. It absolutely has to be paused right now. It's a, it's a brutal sport, football. It's American gladiator. It's war on every snap. These guys are putting their bodies on the line, and we forget that. It's a rough game. We forget until we see something like this, and I really can't remember, and I'm not the oldest guy. I've been watching the NFL for 25, 30 years, but I really can't remember a time that a game 
was postponed because a player got knocked out of it. And, uh, yeah, 855. I'm watching ESPN right now. They're covering it, obviously. Shout out to Coley Harvey. Uh, my guy used to live down the street in Jersey City. He covered the Yankees for ESPN. He's on the scene. I'm guessing he was at the game. They took DeMar Hamlin right to UC, um, to the hospital there, University of Cincinnati. And that's all I can think about. I mean, I have some notes and some things, but I know any calls that we take will probably start off on this. And like I said, I was supposed to get on a little bit after 12, after the game concluded. Uh, I knew this was going to be a long night as soon as I saw that. Whether the game um, resumed play or not, I wasn't sure about it at first. But no, there's no way you can play this game. Uh, these guys are affected. These guys... They, they they don't care about the game. It's hard to focus on plays and defenses and blitzes and routes and, you know, these guys, these are grown men. These are the toughest men. They're broken down in tears over their friend and over the shape that he's in. So, um, man, he's in critical condition right now. Uh, they said his mother was at the game and she accompanied him on the way to the hospital, but... Yeah, that is a Monday night football game, a nationally televised game that everyone is watching. The only game on a 12-3 and Bills team versus an 11-4 and Bengals team, and none of that matters right now. We all want to just know that this young man is all right. Prayers up for him, his family. Uh, we want to know that he's good. Critical condition, I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly. You know, I'm not a medical person. I don't know exactly what that means for him, how long that's going to take for them to know whether he's good or you know what the next update is going to be, but I, I will try my best to get what I can from ESPN and from the internet. Paul, uh, just real quick, the ABC affiliate in Cincinnati, one of their reporters, is saying that they will be getting an update on Demar Hamlin tonight. So UC Medical is telling the press that they're going to be giving an update on Demar tonight. There's no time frame, but they will be giving an update on Demar Hamlin tonight. Well, yeah, they. I'm sure they're working on it, and I'm sure they're doing everything they can to have him in stable con condition. Uh, uh, props to the ESPN crew. Uh, that was awkward, unexpected. I mean, even here we had to do a little shuffling. Um, you know, I raced here in the rain. Like, hold on, I, I you know, I I was texting Paulie, hey, I'll, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Um, but I was feet up on the couch, laying back, watching the Nets game into this game. It doesn't matter, but I, I'm in my fantasy football championship, and I've got a few bets running on this game. And immediately my heart just stopped with this because, like I said, I played football, man. I know what that feeling is like uh, when one of your brothers is down. You immediately, you're not thinking about the next play. You're not thinking about winning the game. You're immediately thinking, is he all right? And it's hard to go on. How can you walk back into that war after you lost someone? Um, it's tough. DeMar, DeMar Hamlin is young. I just said he's 24 years old. He's a second-year player at a University of Pittsburgh. I saw my guy Kenny Pickett post about him right away. I saw a bunch of people uh, you know, posting prayers and strength online. Uh, it's crazy that this happened in a Monday night football game between two top teams, so everyone saw it. If this was happening on a Sunday, yeah, we you know we would have probably caught it, but uh, I don't know. Everything happens 
for a reason. I I, I really want to know what the NFL was working on thinking in that hour that it took to call a game. Um, I I think it's wrong that they were about to try and have these guys warm up for five minutes. Yeah, five minutes. And let's get back to playing football, guys. No, no, we're not doing that. Not tonight. And, uh, yeah, so for tonight, I'm, I'm on till 2 a.m. We, you know, we'll probably spend the entire night talking about this at some points. Um, but it's Monday. It's uh, the second day of the new year. The uh, new year holiday was observed today. And, um, you know, people are getting back to work and getting into the swing of things. This is a shock. This is... Uh, a heart stopper. This is something that everybody is talking about right now. You know, Monday night football game postponed. When will they play the the rest of this game out? When will we know about DeMar Hamlin's health and his status? We don't know, but um, I'll collect as much information as I can, and I'll be here till 2 a.m. Uh, to update you when I find out. But I do have a show to host, so we'll take a break. I'll get my notes and thoughts together, and when we come back, we will talk about Uh, Some other things in the sports world that went on this weekend, that went on today, and I will take your calls. Keith McPherson on the fan. Let's break it down, and I'll be right back. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Okay, Keith McPherson back on the fan. Your nighttime host checking back in as we're trying to learn more about DeMar Hamlin. Safety from the Buffalo Bills, who we all saw go down tonight. He is in the hospital. His business partner and friend, Jordan Rooney, reported on Twitter a few minutes ago. Update on DeMar. His vitals are back to normal, and they have put him to sleep to put a breathing tube down his throat. They are currently running tests. We will provide updates as we have them. And, of course, this is Twitter, so people are challenging his credibility and who he is and what he knows. Um, man, I, I mean, I, I don't think this is the type of game where people are looking for likes and retweets or trying to troll, but I wouldn't put it past anyone. I think Paulie and I have both uh, established that this guy is who he is, and he is close to the situation. So uh, that is at least some better news. I mean, this is all bad news, but at least that is a positive update, and there should be more to come. ESPN is covering this, so we'll continue to cover this as well. Um Let's go to Harvey in Dix Hills. Harvey is a doctor from what Paulie just told me. I did not know that, but Harvey, you're on the fan. Uh, weigh in on this with us. Well, you have to have some type of separation in life, don't you think? <laughs> it's, uh, I am a doctor, as everybody knows, but sports is my therapy since I'm five years old, yeah. especially football. So I didn't see the play. I'm working. As a matter of fact, I'm in the office right now, and uh, I went to a... I should say I was getting a slice of pizza, and I happened to see in the TV there my favorite one, one of my two favorite pizza parlors, Fratelli's here, here in uh, Bayshore. And I, I didn't see the play; I saw the aftermath. So I don't know exactly. I didn't know anything about the play until I. And the first thing I, I uh, thought about is that they weren't going to cancel this game. And you play football, I play football, and you cannot. One thing about football, at least I don't know how you feel about this. If you think you're going to get hurt in a game, you I don't think you can play. And if you go through a traumatic event like that, you can't play the rest of this game. I don't know what they were hesitating about. Right. I, I mean, that's funny you say that because I said that to my wife. Um, I was like, I started playing football when I was 9, 10 years old. I played all the way till I was 22 and, and graduated college. 
and not my, one. Mine was five years old. Can you believe it? Yeah, you started earlier than me. My, my, you know, I was too small. My mom probably wouldn't have let me play when I was uh, fifty-five. You know, I was under the weight limit one year. But anyway, you know, when you play football, you strap that chin strap on and you're ready to go, and you you can't have fear. Uh, no, you that, can't think. You can't think. I tell this to my wife all the time. Zier, you cannot think about getting hurt because uh, you will get hurt. I believe, and I've said this for years, if you think you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt thinking about getting hurt. Yes, you have to play free, but now like when when you see that happen, everyone is thinking about potentially getting hurt. Even if it isn't as drastic as that, it's all in their minds. They can't go on and play this game because he's in the front of everyone's thinking. Um, I, there was another couple there and uh, their daughter, and I'm saying, how can they They said, it's temporarily suspended. I said, "What? Literally, quote. I mean, they can't. They they can't just suspend the game. They can't play. Nobody can play. They're all shake. They're all clasping together and praying together. There's no way they're going to play the rest of their game. I don't know what they were doing at that point. People make strange decisions, but it's uh, just something you don't know. You know, I I was the first on FAN to talk about upgraded football helmets back in 2007. It started as an article in the Neurosurgery Journal, and they they had a helmet." Called, called the Revolution by Riddell, that had a 7%, I remember this, because uh, 7% decrease in concussions. And then they, another company called Zenith came up with their version of that, and you how that progressed. The University of Michigan study, uh, neurological deficits, and Dr. Amalo, and the chronic traumatic encephalopathy that resulted in uh, uh, football ignoring, denying that it happened, and eventually... Uh, the helmets were upgraded from a study for Virginia Tech in which they grade the helmets from one to five. Having said that, uh, I believe, and I had these calls every year with Carl Banks on the Joe and Evan show, and uh, and I really believe in this that that helmets that help that they have better helmets. They certainly when I played, we had a, I had a single bar as a wide receiver. The lineman had two single bars when I played. These helmets are. Up severely upgraded, but that doesn't mean you can't hurt get hurt in football. All right, so uh, you, you can get hurt and you can have concussions and you can have neurological deficits. You just can't think about it. See, but it's ironic that on Friday you and I had that conversation. Yeah, and I about technique of tackling and <clears throat> the way I saw the play, I only was able to see a uh, picture on the computer. Is that you had a Buffalo uh, uh, player uh, uh, standing there? It seemed to me that they were going almost head to head. Well, I, I could be totally wrong. I, on I've this. watched the play a hundred times. I can tell you a little more about could it. Could you tell me about that? Yeah, T. Higgins was coming across the field, and uh, Demar Hamlin took him up high. So he took the brunt of T. Higgins' helmet to his chest, and I think that's what they're saying. Like that straight-on hit. Uh, if you get hit like that, like I think he went into some type of cardiac arrest with the the impact of the helmet hitting him there. He went to tackle him up high. He didn't try and go low on him, and it was such a, a quick bang-bang play, he didn't really have time to react. And the scariest part was that he initially stood up. So there had to be some type of disconnect between his, his brain and his body or his heart and his body because he was able to get up on his own power, but then you just see him collapse. Yeah, well, I, as I said, I, I'm not an ICU director. I'm not a neurologist, but I am a physician for a long time. I'm still practicing, Okay. Uh, is that my understanding for years? That first it's respiratory that goes, and then cardiac. So somebody said he had a heart attack. Well, I don't know any of the details, but it leads me to what I. If you could replay that tape that we had on Friday, I told you that when I when I played football, we were taught to tackle low, 
not head-to-head. As a matter of fact, when I was in eighth grade, I actually, and we had two junior high teams, and I went to tackle, uh, I'm short and stocky, and I went to tackle uh, who later became a teammate of mine, uh, uh, low. And we went head-to-head, incidentally. It wasn't meant to be that. And we were out for, the way I understand it, we were out for a little bit of time, went out and came back in the game. All right? But I believe that, and, and I could be totally wrong on this, I, I based, as I told you on Friday, they seem to chest bump and go for the ball and tackle high. I think that's dangerous, to be quite frank with you. I think tackling low is safer. And we talked about it on Friday, if you could replay that tape. And uh, what is your opinion about that? Because you play, you play college football and you're a quarterback. Yeah, I just feel like it's a, it's a freak accident. And, and, you know, as much as you teach and these guys are professionals, thanks for the call, Harvey. It, it's just something that you can't look out for. You can't avoid also, I'm watching the play again. It's the way that, okay, T. Higgins was running across the field, not down the field ver- vertically, across the field horizontally. And then when he felt the defense closing in on him, he turned up, upfield to protect himself, cover the ball, and Hamlin just took the brunt of his momentum straight to the chest, turned with him to bring him down. When he stands up, he looks fine. But then as he's on his two feet, it's like someone zapped his body and he just fell limp. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what I think about it. What I know is that they are trying from the Pop Warner level all the way to the NFL level to take vicious hits out of the game to prevent things like this. But it's just, it's a rough sport. That's why I said it's war. And these guys go out there and put their life and bodies on the line every play, not really thinking about how far this can go, um, and here we are tonight with a, a scary example of that. I, I, there is no avoiding it. There, like I said, this is a bang-bang play. He didn't have time to go low on him. He didn't have time to form tackle him. T. Higgins ran into him as a receiver trying to protect himself from you know multiple DBs that could have laid a hit on him. I mean, it's just unfortunate. It's just the way that it went down. Um should I take another call before this? I think I have a little bit of time to take one more call. Dexter Henry's in here with the update, but uh, Aaron is in Boston on the fan. You got it. Hey, Keith. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm a cardiologist up in Massachusetts. I wanted to give a little bit of insight into what happened tonight. Yes. Um, first of all, really shocking to see live on national television. Really upsetting for everybody and prayers to uh, him and his family. Um, but first of all, you know, as I was watching the game and they showed the replay, the way he collapsed suddenly like that, to me, you know, I treat patients with cardiac arrests frequently. I've seen it many times. That is nothing but a cardiac arrest, cardiac arrhythmia. He went into likely a sudden ventricular tachycardia or ventricular fibrillation, which is why he collapsed so suddenly. A neurological injury would not look like that. So to me, immediately I was saying this was cardiac. Now, the key things for him that we're going to be looking for was how long and how quickly did he get CPR after the event? Good thing is he was in the right place. There was a lot of medical personnel around. They have defibrillators at all these games. So it's likely he immediately got CPR, which is basically compressions on the chest to help perfuse the brain to keep blood flowing and to prevent any neurological injury. And then defibrillation is a quick shock to the heart to restore normal rhythm. And based on what we're hearing, hopefully this happened quickly, He's young, otherwise likely healthy, and hopefully have a good recovery. So the next couple of days for him will be mostly letting him recover and then figuring out the cause. Now, a lot of terms have been thrown around. Heart attack, commodio cordis may have been a term people have thrown around, which is 
a random event that can happen with sudden impact to the chest. Not the most common cause of cardiac arrest in athletes. It's quite rare, actually, usually less than 5%, but it has happened. Often in lacrosse or baseball, you hear about it getting a pitch to the chest that happens at the wrong time. So that's kind of to be determined of what caused it. You know, to my eyes, the hit itself didn't look out of the ordinary for a football game. Um, nothing dirty about it. Just kind of looked like an ordinary hard hit. So I think this really was a freak event, and um, hopefully everything goes okay. Yeah, thank you for that. And, uh, you know, obviously hearing you and, and Harvey, uh, you guys have better words and better ways to describe it than I do. And But that's what I said, too. I think this was just a freak thing. And uh, everything happens for a reason. I think everyone, you know, is thinking about this and, and praying uh, for his health and hopefully he's okay. But it's it's a reality check before we go into, you know, NFL playoffs and we've been watching every bowl game every single day. You know, we all bet on this stuff and uh, have fantasy leagues and we all are just, you know, bloodthirsty and want to see hits and, you know, want to see big plays. And then when this happens, it just brings you back to the reality that, hey, these are people too, um, you know, can't dehumanize these players, Absolutely. and uh, it, it it shows you life is way more important than uh, any type of game. So thanks for calling, Aaron. Thank you for the info. Uh, we're going to now go to the break, and Dexter Henry will hit you with the update. Keep McPherson on the fan. Uh, I will tell you to call up, but all the calls are about Hamlin and this injury and the NFL, so we're probably going to stick with that for the next few minutes. But I'm on till 2 a.m. I promise to eventually move us on to some other topics. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. 
Keith McPherson back on the fan inside the 11 o'clock hour now. Prayers up for DeMar Hamlin, his family, his teammates, uh, the Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia, as well as um, the Bengals and the Houday Nation. Uh, this is the type of thing that I think everybody is talking about. Everybody feels the same about. Uh, and, you know, everything happens for a reason. I always say the universe unconnects. It's unfortunate to see this happen to someone, but I think it's just a reality check for all of us, you know, as you're coming to the end of a football season and you might feel some type of way about how bad your team played or how bad your quarterback played or who's the coach and all this other stuff. And, you know, you might be looking at your fan duel statement like, oh, man, I'm an idiot. I spent or <laughs> I gambled thousands of dollars away on football with a waste and you know, you might be looking at your fantasy football championship like, oh, I just need a couple more points to win. And then reality hits. These are people playing this game at the highest level. That's somebody's son. That's somebody's brother. And that's a young man. He's 24. He's, he's in his second year in the NFL. He actually got his start after Micah Hyde went down with a neck injury. And he was leading the team in tackles. He might still be leading the team in tackles. Um, Dexter Henry went to Pitt. He's a Pitt alum. So is DeMar Hamlin. I already mentioned Kenny Pickett. My guy who went to Pitt posted about him. So, you know, you even throw the Pitt community into there um, as far as, you know, people that are feeling some type of way. And, you know, everything that I've read and seen about the guy He's a good guy. He's a, a charitable guy. He's a nice person, and that hurts even more. I mean, you wouldn't want it to happen to anyone, but you could really see how shaken up his teammates were and the reaction from people, which shows you, like, you know, this can happen at any time to anyone, um, and it was unpredictable, um, but it, that's football, right? Like, that's what I'm saying at the end of this is, like, you know, it's the reality check as we watch and we enjoy watching these guys smash into each other. We enjoy watch, watching these guys tackle each other every play and get up. Well, it's not a guarantee that they're always going to get up. And tonight we pray for DeMar Hamlin and his recovery. And we'll worry about when they're going to replay this game uh, at a later time. I don't, I don't know exactly. We can speculate. You know, talking to my wife, I'm like, it's about to be week 18 in three days. Uh, I don't think there's a Thursday night football game on this week. And I know your fantasy football seasons will end, but, you know, week 18, you know, this extra week they've added to the season, there's two Saturday games. So week 18 will start at 4.30 on Saturday. This game, you know, my wife is asking me questions about when are they going to play? Playoffs are coming. I'm like, they have to get this game done tomorrow. They have to resume this game Tomorrow, the Buffalo Bills are in Ohio. They'll go back to their hotel, assuming they didn't check out, and there's a hotel available for them. Um, if you remember the Cleveland Guardians coming to New York and checking out, and then that game being postponed, and then they had to split up and figure that out. Hopefully, the Bills don't have to deal with that on top of this. Uh, but I think they have to play this game tomorrow, and I think they have to play this game during the day. I don't know if they can wait and have another primetime game. There's just so many other things. Like, what about the t the the ticket holders? What about the people that bought tickets to see their team? 
What about people that traveled and can't make it tomorrow or have work tomorrow? There's a lot of people going back to work tomorrow that were off today. Uh, I'm, I was trying to think during a break, what could the NFL have possibly been, you know, trying to decipher or figure out? And there's a few things. Um, if you watch the game, there was a point where they showed Zach Taylor next to Sean McDermott outside the locker room and they had a phone. They were passing a cell phone back and forth. And I'm like, is that Goodell on the phone trying to, you know, ask these coaches how are their teams doing? If their teams wanted to go out, like I felt like it was it was done very early. Like I felt like that they could have made that call in 30 minutes, not an hour. Just just by the look of the players. And the fact that that five minutes went by where they were supposed to warm up and the coaches said, no, we're, we're not warming up and resuming play here. We need to know that this guy is all right. That's a traumatic experience. To see your brother on the floor like that, he needed CPR, he's unconscious, he's in critical condition. Like, I don't know about, about you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to play. And I've, I've, like I said, I've played football, I've been on the field, and, uh, you know, even with practices, right, there's always this, like, the show must go on mentality, right? There's always this, like, tough guy mantra and this tough guy philosophy in football. But this isn't a matter of being tough or not. This is a matter of life and death. That's the first thing I said. This guy's life is on the line. The game can wait. They have to not not cancel the game. The word is postponed. The game's not canceled. They will resume play at 7-3 Bengals. I don't know what time. I don't know if it's definitely going to be tomorrow. I think it would have to be. But, yeah, uh, unfortunate series of events right there. And I, I'm caught off guard a little bit. I, I, I'm i still shaking up. Not sure what to say, but do have to host a show. Paulie is here with me as well. One, two quick things. One, a weird story out of this is you'll, you'll be seeing on a lot on Twitter. There's a GoFundMe page. Uh, that Demar Hamlin has for a toy drive that he supports. And yeah, Christmas toy drive. Christmas toy drive. It was at twenty five hundred dollars before the game. As I click reload now, it's at nine hundred and six thousand dollars. Right. So the goal was twenty five hundred dollars. That was the goal, and right now it's at nine hundred and five thousand dollars. So a little good. That's the good in people. A little good in people when everyone says, you know. There's only bad humans out there and this, that, the other thing. Humanity showing up tonight and it doesn't e- and on its own, really, really good job. Secondly, yeah. I'll say there's a there is a uh Joe Dannenman, I believe his name in is, who is a sports guy at Fox nineteen in Cincinnati that is said, according to a source, the Bills are flying home tonight. They're not staying in Cincinnati. So you can take that with what you would will, but according to this guy, and he was right about the a, a few other things tonight. There's people from the organization staying with Demar and the family, obviously, but the Bills are flying home. They're not staying in Cincinnati. The NFL is going to reschedule this game, though. Yes. Oh, uh, you, you have to finish it. It's, it's and they're not going to reschedule. They're like, there's no time to reschedule it a week from like. Yeah, that's that's why it's very strange that they if that proves to be accurate and true that they're flying home tonight. It's it, it, it's a, such a strange situation for the NFL. I know people are going to get on Goodell for not canceling it sooner. I, I want people to understand what would what goes into what goes into that because if you cancel that game, you then have to figure out what's the next step. 
for any outcome, good or bad, what are we going to do and how are we going to handle it? Is there going to be a week 18 if this takes a really, really bad turn? Like, is there going to be a week 18? Is there going to be a playoff? As it stands, the Bills host the Patriots Sunday at 1. And the Bengals... I don't know, man. They, I feel like they have to play this game before. I would, you would think, but I think that's Wednesday why, or Thursday at the latest, right? To turn around and play another game on right. Sunday, which is why I think that's what the NFL is kind of figuring and figuring out is how what happens if he's okay, what happens if he's not okay, what happens in the and that's most, the thing too, Paul. Because like if he's not okay, that's the thing I said. You can't resume play, and then they get news. The that, Bills aren't going to want to play again this season. Other teams might not want to play this season. And that's the difficult part that the NFL has to walk. That's the difficult part, is that if he is not okay, and we know what we're referring to, but none of us want to say it, and that's fine. If he is not okay. Yeah, if, then I'll say it. I mean, if he's in a coma if or, he's in, or they can't bring him back, back yes. tonight, yes. tomorrow, and this is a few days thing, yes. how, how, the football goes to the side. The how football. are the Bills supposed to play? How are the Bengals supposed to play who also saw this? And how are the other teams supposed to play? And this is, it's a really, really tight rope. And nobody should care what the NFL is doing because again, that is, that's secondary tonight is what the NFL scheduling is. I was just bringing it from a what they're thinking about because they well, have to think I mean, about it. We don't have to talk about it. This is sports it, talk radio. It's an unfortunate situation, but we have to talk about what comes next or what potentially is going to happen. In my opinion, I I said I thought that they have to play tomorrow. I thought that they would spend the night tonight. But you know what? These these organizations, they're under the NFL, but they make their own moves and decisions, right? The NFL might have said, hey, stay another night. No, we're firing up the team plane. According to Our guys the, are going home to their families. According to the reports tonight, they said you had five minutes to warm up after everything. And it's clear that um, McDermott, Zach Taylor went to each other and were like, let's hold on for a second here. Let's, let's I think they just showed Stefan Diggs walking we, into yeah, the hospital. So some of the players are, are not getting on the plane. Right. And again, that was a report that's not confirmed. But I, but I wanted to bring that up because he had a few of the other things that has proven to be true so far. So I wanted to bring that up. Okay. Well, but, let's make sure we can definitely yeah. confirm that they're flying out of right, right. Cincinnati, was, Ohio, yeah. Back to Buffalo. Right. And again, he said that there was a few of the other, he said a few teammates were staying and members of the Bills organization were staying. But I think it's 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 really important that when the game was supposed to restart, essentially both coaches pulled their teams off the field. Yeah. And they realized that they had the power. It didn't matter what Goodell or the NFL office said. They could say, hey, guys, you're playing. If they walk out the field, there's no game. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so the the players and the coaches held a lot of the power tonight in regards to that. So it's a three-and-a-half-hour flight from Cincinnati to Buffalo. I don't know. I can't call it, man. But all I can say is that we obviously know life is the most important thing here, and that young man's life is in critical condition. And, uh, you know, your fantasy championship is going to have to wait. Um, not that it matters, and I'm not saying it matters, but – I have Josh Allen in my fantasy championship, and I think I'm like 12 points away from winning it. They could cancel this game, so be it. If they cancel the game and I lose in fantasy, so be it. I, I don't think that they are, though. That's something I thought about in the hour that it took. I'm like, they are going through every 
possible scenario here. But I think the first chip to fall is how is he doing? Is he okay? Uh, I don't know. We're just going to speculate. I'll take your calls on it. We've got a bunch of calls, um, people calling and probably weighing in or speculating or asking about it. So we'll take some calls on it, and uh, I'll try and move us on uh, once we get uh, closer to 12 and move to the next day. But we'll we'll finish this day uh, talking about the NFL, talking about this Bills-Bengals game that has been postponed, and DeMar Hamlin, prayers up for him as we're all hoping that he recovers and he's in stable condition and we get some more information on that at some point tonight. Gary is in the Jersey Shore area on the fan. Hello, Gary. Keith, how are you tonight, boy? Tough time. Yeah, awkward time. Um, yep. Never obviously hosted a show under these circumstances, but doing the best that I can. Keith, I want to take a rain check and talk to you because I'm from uh, the Jersey Shore, and I want to take a rain check talk to you about my new favorite uh, non-giant NFLer, Kenny Pickett. Yes, sir. His last two weeks. But for tonight, it's somber down here, man. I'm down in Uber in the Jersey Shore right now, and it's just an eerie. I have an eerie feeling, and it's quiet and Boy, everybody's just uh Yeah, not too many stopped. people on the roads, a little rain. Everything as I was driving stopped. in, I was just like I, I don't know, I just felt bad. I felt down. I got a I got a knot in my stomach. I'm about forty five minutes from turning sixty one years old. I go back to remember Daryl Stingley when uh when he, it was no penalty on a play and uh, defensive backs did what they did. This was completely different. This was football. Yeah. This is part of the game, part of life. It's terrible. But it, it, it I have one thought for you, just to maybe carry out a little bit, Keith, and I do want to get back to you about Kenny, because my son went to grade school with him over at uh, Lincroft. But um, any chance, I know you don't want this to happen, but what would happen, I, I haven't been in front of a computer, if the Bills decide we want to forfeit the game? Is it, is it going to matter playoff-wise to them? Yeah, that's another possibility. They could say whatever. They win the game. It's it's 7-3 Bills. And, um, or, or no, they they lose. The Bills take a loss. Listen, we don't want to play. Give the Bengals or seven three um, Bengals, right? Yeah, if we, the Bills we, say we don't yeah. care about finishing the game out, we'll take the loss. Yeah. I, I think, think they clinched their spot. I'm sorry, to interrupt. They clinched their spot, didn't they? they? They can't move either way, can they? The Bills. I think the Bills at eleven and what are they? Eleven and maybe no, they're twelve and three. Though. They're fighting for the number one seed. Number one, yeah, but I mean, you might give that up to to say, hey, we need a week. I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, depending on what they find out from Demar Hamlin's status, uh, it, you know, I, I hate to say it, but the thought creeps in your mind like he might die. So if we're thinking uh, that tonight, right? Like they're yeah, all, you know, that's that's paramount. Um, yes, they're right now the number two seed in uh, the AFC. They're twelve and three. The Chiefs are thirteen and three, and. Yeah, they could say we don't care about the game. They could say we'll forfeit the game because we can't play right now and we need some time. I don't know what that does for the NFL, but I, in my opinion, I think if the NFL has final say, they're trying to play the game. And but it tomorrow, might, it might be. Yeah, I, I hear you. You're right, but it might be the easiest solution. I, I don't know. I, I I'm not in those guys' shoes, but how do you how do you go hit another guy tomorrow? How do you go? You know, how do you go? You, yeah, you it's tough. Football, you know, I it's tough. You can't get it out of your head. I can't get it out of my head right now. I'm and like, they were and right defense, next to it. How are you going to play defense tomorrow? It's hard to do, boy. I tell you, human nature. But anyway, I appreciate your time, and I get that Kenny Pickett callback, right, Keith? 
yeah, I, I'll be on for uh, you know the next few nights this week, and I'm sure there'll be another time that we're talking about Kenny. I want to talk about Kenny tonight. I fell asleep oh, on terrific. on the game winning drive last night. I woke up to that, see my boy did it. Kenny's out uh, there winning games for Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, and I'm happy for him. He, I couldn't be happier. I tell you what, thank you. Me too. And he, like I said my 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 son went to grade school with him, and uh, so we all we're all rooting for Kenny. And a couple of those passes he threw last night, especially the the last of the Najee. I mean. Wow, what a play. So Yeah, I'm the excited. kid throws darts. He throws lasers. Yeah, when he sees it, he puts it. the ball where he wants it to be. He's accurate. And you know what else, Keith? What last thing? Again, 61, I've been around. And they did it a lot last night. They focused close-ups on his eyes. Yeah. And he has the calmest eyes. All the good quarterbacks have him. Yeah. But I see He's I not see rattled. Him. He's not scared. Yeah. He's been there before. And uh, he loves football, and he knows – like he 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 knows football, so I think I saw a post from uh, Deontay Johnson, one of his receivers, and it had a picture of Kenny, and it's like the caption was, "If you know the game, you're always prepared. You're never scared of the moment. Like Kenny's never afraid of the moment because he knows the game, he knows what he has to do, and he knows his ability. He can get it done. I love it. He's a football player. I love it. Thanks right. for the call. Right, Happy birthday, Gary. Hey, Drive safe out there. Moment. You're doing a great job. Thanks for the birthday wishes. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, Kenny Pickett, uh, game-winning drive. I, I went to sleep. I woke up in the morning. First thing I did was check the score, and I said, back-to-back weeks. Kenny, two gloves. Ocean Township, we're on the map, baby. We got a quarterback in the NFL. I couldn't get there, but Kenny got there. Kenny went the rest of the way. So uh, I, I'm low-key a Steelers fan. I have a Kenny Pickett jersey in my closet, and I'm rooting for the Steelers to somehow make the playoffs. I don't think they will this year, but. You know, Kenny, uh, he did his thing, even though he was concussed twice this season, knocked out of games with concussion. And, you know, for a first-year quarterback and uh, a kid from my town that I've watched from high school to going to Pitt to coming into the NFL, like, it is it is a wild experience. I'm living vicariously through him. Real quick, uh, I know you had mentioned that Stefan Diggs was on ESPN. So they just showed – he showed up at the hospital, obviously. Coley Harvey, who was reporting, believes that he arrived via an Uber – and Cole had to vouch to security who Stefan Diggs was. Wow. Because they didn't. They these were not are cops letting, yeah. and they don't. And they They're have not no letting idea. anybody in there. And so he, so they did that and they let him in the hospital because he said he had to be their first team. Is, is Coley Harvey live tweeting this right now? No, uh, he's not live tweeting it. He's, I'm about to text him like, bro, give me the info. Because he's on he's on air. But that's what, it's, that's what just happened on ESPN and as I'm on Twitter's you know, doing some sleuthing about what happened. He's a great reporter, very good at his job. Coley and I connected in the Yankees universe. Um, he's the man. I'm sure he's boots on the ground figuring everything out. Crazy that he's right. got to go vouch for Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is right, more I, recognizable can, than Coley Well, you can imagine what, the, what, that's, what UC Hospital is like tonight. Yeah. Because you have... You don't know who's rolling up there. Right. And that's, the whole why, and that's why I'm sure the cops... Pro, and the cops clearly doing their job. They can't let everybody in that they don't know. So Coley Harvey doing a very good job with that. Josh Allen just tweeted out, please pray for our brother. Yeah. So that was that. So... so and I don't know when players start to tweet things out if that means things could be heading in a positive direction. I always wonder if it's not, then they probably just keep their mouth shut. So it's it's yeah, such a I think I, it's I, such I like think, a weird spot. I think we're heading towards better, right? Like I think if it was going bad, 
I don't know, though. I don't know what to think. And, right, no, and, that's the point. Is Nobody knows except right now. Listen, I'm sure the Bills have a good idea of what's going on and the doctors inside UC. And again, like I was telling people earlier here, if, you're, if this is going to happen to you, you want it to happen two places, either at a hospital or at a pro sports arena or mm-hmm. field because they have the top best doctors, any of the pro sports, best doctors. They have all, all the, the equipment. equipment. They have the AED. They have two training staffs that can help out. I'm sure they have cardiologists and neurologists on site. Yeah, they were so, on it. They so, were on it quickly. Yeah, so this is the, one of next those. Next thing I knew, I looked up and I'm like, there's an ambulance on the field. I'm like, oh, this is bad. So this is one of those things that if this happened, because if this happens at a gym, maybe this takes a far different result than what it might turn out to be, which hopefully in a good way of thinking. Man, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have a few thoughts. Uh, I don't want to say some of the wrong things, but. You know, we're talking about it here. Uh, this is WFAN and Sports Talk Radio. Right now, the game most likely would still be on air. Um, I don't know. I just, you know, prayers up for this kid, man. That is rough. Uh, he's got a breathing tube to help him breathe. He's asleep right now. They're running tests on him, and we're waiting to hear more. And uh, the football stuff is secondary, but this is Sports Talk Radio. So we're not being insensitive talking about the potential um restarting of this game or when they restart this game if at all if they just postpone the game and it's 7-3 done Bengals win I don't know man I don't know man I don't know man I would lose my fantasy football championship which doesn't matter but that would be an incredible way to go out to to lose I would lose by 14 points and that's the thing, right? That's what I said. This makes you step outside of your fantasy team, step outside of your bets that you have. I have a few bets on this game. Does FanDuel just credit me back? Does FanDuel just void those bets? What do you do in this circumstance? A uh, player goes down and the game gets postponed and may not be able to resume at all ever. Like, that's tough. How do they go back on that field? Tomorrow, like I, I said, okay. Well, they're in town. They got to do it tomorrow. I now, I'm, I'm now I'm starting to think there's no way that happens. Like, how do they go back on that football field tomorrow at I don't know one o'clock and suit up and play that game? They can't. Not if this guy's laying in a hospital bed asleep with a tube to help him breathe, and they don't know what you know. They don't know if he's gonna come back to life or being you know go from uh, stable condition to, or what. Right, and a real quick update. This is from DeMar Hamlin's agent, Ira Turner. This is from Ian Rappaport. Please continue to pray for DeMar and his family. We currently have no update at this time. We'll ask that you keep the family in your prayers. So that's the update from his agent. No update. Well, everybody that is an NFL fan, a sports fan, or has a heart will probably be looking for updates the rest of the night until they go to sleep. Um, This has me, like, it has my mind in a hundred different rabbit holes of what goes on. We've never seen this before. Like what happens next? We don't know. I can't call it. I can't predict it, but a bunch of you have called to talk to me about it. Let's go to Richard in Manhattan next up on the fan. Hi Keith. Yeah. They can't play this game. There's no way you just call it off. Yeah. It's post like postponed to just, I think no, it no, just, postpone, no play. That's it. That's it. It's gone. No, I know. I think postpone will go to just, I don't know. Like, do they give the game? Do they award? You can't award the Bengals the win after one quarter. 
There was no, five fifty-eight left. As, as like it's like the game never happened, and you go till the end of the season, and instead of Buffalo, Buffalo didn't play seventeen games, and Cincinnati didn't play seventeen, they played sixteen. You figure you do the out. math. Yeah. That's all. That's all. It's not impossible. In the old days, they had ties, and they figured it out with ties. This is much more important. We still have ties. But, right, uh, but no, we're ties factored in to the games, uh, you know. In the old, old days, ties, the NFL used to throw them out. Then they got a little wiser in the early 80s and made them half win, half loss, which they should have been. But can you imagine in the 60s, they just threw ties out. So if a team finished 7-5-2 and two against a team that finished uh, eight and six, they should have the same record, but they didn't. The seven, five, and two team had the better record because that's a better per- better percentage than eight and six. If you throw out the two ties, yeah. Anyway, I think, not, um... to, not to get too complicated. Anyway, you just throw the game out. There's no way these guys can ever step on the field this week. No fans will go to the game. They got to wait and see what happens. And I don't think I would give Goodell the benefit of the doubt. Never happened. I wouldn't say he was waiting to see the temperature and feeling. There's no way that the coaches were going to let their players go out. This can happen in any sport. Now, you know, I don't think we should just talk about football. I'm amazed in basketball that these guys playing around with their their uh, athletic night guards or uh, you know their mouthpieces. That can they can swallow that. That can happen at any time. Anything can. I mean, the way that this hit happened, it was just a straight to chest hit. Sure, the helmet. You know, get, but there's a pad there. It just was, I think it was just a direct hit to his chest that did that. And like you're saying, that could happen in any sport. Any sport. A guy gets hit with a baseball in the chest. What go? Why can't, why can't an attack happen? A cardiac, anything can happen at any time. I'm more amazed that these things don't happen more often. And with Tagliavula, I hope that he makes sense of himself and just quits football. I said this after the third week when he got hurt. Yeah. And he, I knew that this guy was going to get a concussion again. It makes no sense. You don't take a chance on, on your life like this is is crazy but uh hopefully everything turns out for this guy this kid and everything will be well and then they'll figure it out later in the week and all but there's no way they can play no way you can resume like nothing happened you got to get the game that is sick thinking i wouldn't even oh i can't even imagine a sports fan watching this game anymore it's finished it's over yeah you did your best and it didn't work out and fine we go from there and let's see what happens next week hopefully this kid gets better and you know we can go on from that and the coaches were a hundred percent right not sending their players onto the field of course not I I don't even like to uh, keep me as a 67-year-old man watching sports. I When I see some, and I've seen death happen in my own hands, when I see a guy get hurt on the field, it's hard for me to even watch the end of the game after that. doesn't mean much to me anymore. Right. It shakes you, know? you up. It brings you, it brings you back to reality. Correct. Keith, I go back to things like Tony Dungy after his son committed suicide a year later. People are calling up, oh, Dungy can't win the big game. Or things like Andy Reid's son paralyzing a kid on the highway with drunk driving. And they're talking, oh, Reid's got to go out and win the I'm always amazed that sports fans can't put perspective on life on what goes on. And it amazes me all the time. It's always amazing to me. Uh, I'm more amazed, though, that stuff like this in sports doesn't happen more. And I, I hope, like you said, everything happens for a reason. I, unfortunately, I hope that this will lay some sort of foundation, a blueprint, what will happen in the future, because these things are going to happen again. It's more amazing to me that things like this don't happen more often. So let's just hope this kid turns out okay 
and his life comes back a little bit normal. Obviously, he won't be playing football as long as he can live some sort of a normal life after this, and we pray for him. But just ignore this game and like as if it never happened, and you go to the end of the season, and you count this as a game that didn't play, and then you figure out the standings from there. That's yep. the most normal thing to do. You can't do anything, anything else, because it's not normal. Play the game tomorrow. Play the, what, are you, what are you, crazy? You can't do that. These guys aren't going to go out on the field yet. No way. Give them a week at least to recover. So let's just send our prayers out for this guy because we want to see him recover. We don't want to see anybody, and especially his family, suffer like this. Keith, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for the call, Richard. Okay, I think we have to break here. And, um, I mean, I want to say something before we come back and continue to speak on this because, you know, it's Internet and, uh, you know, not everybody is, is intelligent or able to, like, listen and comprehend what I'm saying. That's why I said I'm I'm trying to be careful talking about this. Like someone is already upset that I mentioned my fantasy team. Well, I'm mentioning it again. So fantasy football, uh, right now there are no points for the players that played in fantasy football. They've wiped those points off. So I'm looking at my team. The game's postponed. Zero yards for Josh Allen. So I'm not sure how that plays out. I'm saying this because I know there are other sports fans that are in a similar boat. I just cashed out my 100 that I won on the Tyler Boyd First touchdown, just in case FanDuel decides this game got postponed, postponed, voided. Reminder, the number one thing that we are all focusing on is this man and his health and him being all right. But we cannot act like we didn't have other interests prior to this. And this is Sports Talk Radio, so we're going to talk about it. And I'd like to move on, but we still have calls. And this is what you're supposed to do. It's live, and uh, this is unfortunate. But I don't think anyone's being insensitive mentioning the fact that they're in a fantasy football championship or they have a same-game parlay going on that now we're unsure what happens. This is unprecedented. We haven't seen this before. But I think we're all in unison on the fact that the number one thing is DeMar Hamlin's health and his return to stable condition and regular life. Paul? I would agree with that. And uh, one other thing, the UC hospital is not doing an update tonight. There won't be a press conference. So, yeah. so that's what they just said. That's what they just told all the reporters that are obviously gathering out there. At this like point. Richard just said, pretend it never happened and move on, move on. We can't really do that. But right. I think that's what people are going to do for the rest of this night. Um, right. And, I, and again, I think what the NFL is going to do is that's that that's going to be a story probably in, you know, 10 to 15, 16 hours, depending on what how DeMar Hamlin is, depending on how the player is, obviously. But it's it's really interesting, like we met, like we talked about earlier, how they handle any different scenario and any different result that's going to happen out of this. If he's okay, what do they do? If he's not okay, what do they do? If he was okay and then he takes a turn for the worse again in three days, what happens? So it's speculating on what the NFL is going to do is obviously secondary to the player's health and the player's well-being. Yeah, so anyone listening to the rest of this program where we are are talking about the NFL, the schedule, Week 18, fantasy football, gambling, know that this is WFAN. This isn't uh, ABC World News. We're sports fans talking about sports. We're not being insensitive to the person or the topic or what's going on. We are speculating as fans do, but the number one thing is this guy's health, prayers up to DeMar Hamlin, his family, and everyone around him right now. Everyone should be praying for this young man. We don't 
want to hear any more negative news than we've already heard out of Cincinnati. Keith McPherson on the fan. I got to take a break. I'll be right back. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. And we're back. Uh, no music in and out of breaks because like, that's not appropriate as we're talking about one thing and o- uh, only one thing tonight. Um, hopefully not for the next two hours. I'll be with you till 2 a.m. I will try to move us past this, but... I, I don't really get to dictate these kind of shows. Uh, I'm on earlier than expected, and it's because the NFL game that was supposed to be airing on WFAN is now postponed, and now the story that everyone is talking about on ESPN, on social media, is DeMar Hamlin, the Bills' safety who collapsed on the field and was taken to the hospital, had CPR done on him, and was in critical condition, and now he's in the hospital He's got a breathing tube down his throat. They're running tests on him. And, uh, you know, Paulie and I are talking in between the break, trying to figure things out. There's there's nothing we can figure out. We are fans like you. We're, you know, not even, uh, you know, old enough fans to really, like, relate this to anything else that has happened. Uh, for me, I don't, I don't recall ever seeing anything like this in the NFL. I, I mentioned Kevin Everett. That didn't stop the game. I mentioned Eric Legrand, and that was college football. Uh, even Ryan Shazier's injury, you know, the games kept going. I think this is traumatic. No, I know this is traumatic, and that's why this game had to be stopped. And it wasn't a decision by the NFL. It was a decision by the head coaches to not try and rally the troops here. This isn't the type of moment where you say, okay, let's turn the page and move on, be tough. No, um, the number one thing that is on everyone's mind is, is this guy going to be okay? Is DeMar Hamlin going to be all right? And something Paulie had said was like, you know, uh, my first thought was, all right, maybe they play tomorrow, right? Like maybe he's he's okay tonight and they end up playing tomorrow. And Paulie was like, well, what if, you know, there's more complications tomorrow or the next day or later in the week? And my initial thought was they can't, they can't resume this game because if we get terrible news about this young man and they're just going ahead, kicking the ball, throwing the ball, and and then that comes into the broadcast. Like, that's another thing, you know. And that's why I say everything happens for a reason. Uh, God works in his own ways. This was a nationally televised game that everyone was watching. So everyone saw the hit. Everyone saw how it was handled. Everyone saw the player's reaction, the coach's reaction. Everyone saw how ESPN uh, on-air talent handled it. From, uh, you know, Schefter to... Uh, Booger to Lindsey Colbert to Troy Aikman to Joe Buck, and now you've got uh, SVP. I love SVP. I feel like Scott Van Pelt is one of the last great personalities on ESPN, and I'm sure he had a whole show, whole whole show planned for tonight. And his show is, uh, you know, now he's got Stephen A. Smith chiming in on some things. His whole show is about this. And um, again, I have to reiterate myself as a host. Yes, I play fantasy football. Yes, I bet on the game. 
yes, I'm literally in the fantasy football championship, but that is not paramount. I'm I'm speaking on it, adding it to the conversation because I know there are other football fans out there that can relate. But the one thing that we all should be relating on is that we're human beings and life is precious and you never want to see something like this happen. But we watch these games every week. We watch college football game every single day over the last couple of weeks and we don't really think about how dangerous this game is. We don't really think about what could happen in a split second. And uh, here we are faced with it. And I think it's one of those nights, uh, January 2nd, 2023, we're freshly in the new year. And this is going to be a night that people remember in sports, not just NFL fans, but sports fans forever. You know, remember that night? Yeah, of course. And I'm, I'm praying in my mind. I've already said multiple prayers for this young man that he is able to recover and get back to full health. And whether he returns to the football field or not, that's also secondary. But we just want him to live. We just want him to be okay and not have any damage or uh, anything change with, you know, his day-to-day. Hopefully, he's good. So I'm going to take you guys calling it. But, uh, you know, those are just a a couple things on my mind I had to put out there. It's tough to talk about. And, And I know anyone that mentions anything about playoff standings, or fantasy football, or gambling, and other things like that, I know you don't mean it as far as like it being more important to you than this young man's life. But as sports fans, this is Sports Talk Radio, it is a part of the whole ecosystem with what has happened tonight. This is bigger than sports, it's bigger than football, it's bigger than playoff seedings, it's bigger than the couple hundred dollars you might win in fantasy or fan duel. Uh, this is not what I wanted to talk about tonight, but this is what we got to do. We are in the business of live radio, just like ESPN is in the business of live TV. And, uh, you know, they're working on it. And we've got a full rack of calls with people that either have a question or a thought in that want to weigh into it. So we'll get back to those. Young Josh out in Passaic, you're on the fan. Hello. Good evening, Keith. What up? What's up, man? Uh, Not, you know, how we're usually speaking on WFAN, but uh, what what do you got for us? So seeing that they weren't going back on the field reminds me of something. When I was in fifth grade, we had a big league game in camp. Somebody had a free drive to the hoop, open layup. Somebody shoved him from the back. He went into the wall behind the hoop and broke his arm. And after that, they wanted us to get back on the court. Like, we're not going after that. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's, in any sport, that's the first thing, right? It breaks you out of that mindset of competing. I mean, I think majority of those guys did not want to continue competing after that. And even at the level that you were competing at, it's like, okay, that's it for today. Um, we'll we'll reconvene. We'll reschedule. We'll figure out how to, you know, finish this game or not at all. Like Richard, I'm glad Richard called and, and, and gave me that. I'm a sports fan, so of course I'm thinking, hey, what's the next thing to get this game played? Richard said, no, they're just going to act like this never happened or um, – we don't know. We don't know. But that is exactly in the moment. Um, the athletes that we are watching, um, the biggest thing is not to dehumanize them, right? They're human. Th- those are uh, DeMar Hamlin's brothers out there. They don't want to continue on after seeing that. That is traumatic. And this and two is injury. The NFL ought to look into the rules of safety. The second big thing where the game got a little postponed. I mean, obviously this one didn't continue yet, but players being taken out the hospital or the helicopter ambulance they gotta look back into the rule book it's gruesome and um i mean rules or not this was within the rules i i i guess you could say that safety rules 
Yeah, but like, there's no rule to prevent that. You got to tackle the guy. The guy's got to. The guy's got to protect himself. It was bang bang. Uh, he turned up field. From what I saw, they were running parallel. T. Higgins turned up field into him. He grabbed him to stop him, and he took the brunt of T. Higgins' momentum. There, I don't think there's a a penalty that you can, you know, call in that play. I don't think that there's anything to prevent that. It's just bang bang. I'd love for him to come back. I'm sure everybody would. The way like Alex Smith did, you know, winning the game, maybe getting a big interception, working himself back from a big injury. Yeah, and that's what we hope for, right? That this this young man does come back to football. But but like that's secondary. But if he does come back, we want to see the story of him, uh, you know, regaining his health, getting back on the field, and then playing like this never happened. But we don't know if that's going to happen, so we, we we really can't even talk that far into it. Well, I thought my father's actually. Fantasy football championships. He's in the opposite position of you. He needs Allen. A few other guys can find under 23. So I don't know what he's hoping for. There's nothing. And you know what's funny? Before this game, my wife was asking me because, and thanks for the call, uh, Josh. Before this game, and again, I, I will keep putting a disclaimer on this because I don't want to see one random anonymous person, uh, you know, tweet about, you know, oh, can't believe you're talking about fantasy football. Yeah. This is the this is the week of the fantasy football championship. Everyone that plays fantasy football, they would know who the championship of their league is tonight. They will not know now. That is obviously not as important as this man's health. But like you just heard Josh say, his dad is in a league, I'm in a league, and uh, right now there are no points for this game. Right now it is like this game never happened. But what do we do in this situation? People put money in these leagues. Some people play in $500,000 entry leagues. There's a lot of money out there. Of course, it's secondary to health, but it's a part of being a sports fan. It's a part of why we watch. And, you know, it doesn't doesn't matter. But at the same time, like, you, you, you didn't come into this game thinking about a player potentially leaving the game and the game not finishing. I was saying to my wife, because I've got $800 on the line. Um, I told my wife about it. So she, it, my wife is looking at it like she's got $800 on the line. And uh, the one thing I was saying, because I have Josh Allen and I needed him to get 15 points tonight, I'm like, I just don't want him to get hurt. Like If he goes down in the first quarter and can't finish the game or if he goes down before he's able to get 15 points, like that's the only way I lose. Explaining it to my wife, who knows a little bit, but just is like trying to figure out like how in the world could you not win the championship? You've got Josh Allen. He's going to play a game. I think he's got one game all year where he's scored less than 15 points. You know, what would happen for you to lose? I'm like, he could get hurt, and then his point total stops. Or another player could get hurt, and the game gets postponed, and then banged, and it never happened. And then what? We don't know. We'll find out. Let's go to Jimmy in the Bronx next up on the fan. Hello, Jimmy. Yeah, Keith, thanks for taking the call. Um, I like listening to you. You know, I've called up. Uh, many times before, but um, Keith, I want to go into. I'm in medical school, or I'm going for orthopedic surgery, and you know, a sports doctor. My yeah. dad's a doctor. All my uncles are doctors. Yeah. So I just want to give you a little bit what goes on, educate you and the listeners to what goes on behind the scenes by a sports game. Um. So every game, obviously, right? You said have the trainers on both sides. Now every game also they have in the stadium, usually in the first deck or sometimes in a suite. They have a doctor, ER doctor, which an ER doctor, honestly, you know, they're trained in everything, nothing specifically, but they're trained in everything, you know, in case anything happens, right? They're the ones usually you see in an emergency room, God forbid, if something happens, usually they're the ones there. 
So they always have one that, that's in the stands at the time, sometimes even two. I think football games are two, you know, hockey games are one. But they also have an OR room in, in the stadiums, by the locker rooms, where if they need to, they can bring in people for an emergency, you know, there. But they also have in some stadiums, depending on the state, you know, if God forbid the mayor somewhere, you know, drops, they have to come to the hospital, they will call in and the, either, the, you know, the NYPD or whatever state, you know, state you're in, the town will block off all the roads to the hospital. So in some arenas, they do have that, you know, um, like authority to block off all the highways to the hospital. Mm-hmm. I think like Kansas City, Pittsburgh has, you know, that right to do that where they could call in and there'll be ambulances blocking off every single lane so they don't have to wait. Yeah, they, they had a police escort tonight for him, I'm pretty sure, or something like that. Right, Definitely so also a police him, escort. I saw the, the, the report two hours ago, he's in the ICU, so, you know, he's not breathing. You know, hopefully he will be doing better tomorrow or something, as long as, you know, whatever, there's a lot of stuff going through. I don't know what's going on there, but, you know, we have to hope that he does good. And also, you know, just, Right. I mean, that's usually what you have. And you have, you know, two doctors and all that trained there for, you know, something like this to happen. They have the ambulance in the tunnel always. The stretchers, while they usually don't go, they usually go, you know, to the tunnels. They go to, like, the other side where they have a room there set up. You know, it's like a mini hospital set up. And also, I just want to, you know, you guys are saying, if you're not sure what happened, if I'm correct, last year in Dallas, the Stars game, somebody did drop on the bench. He just fainted. And if I'm correct, they did postpone that game. You know, they all the players came over, whatever it was, and that was the end of the game. If I'm correct in Dallas. And Keith Omer thing, you do have the right to talk about fantasy. I get, you know, it's sports radio. Like you said, it's not ABC News. People are, you know, questioning, like, what's going on? What's going to happen? So, again, right, like you keep on saying, we know what's going on, but it is a championship also. I mean, I'm out of fantasy, but, you know, it is a championship. Keith, thanks for taking the call. Good call, Jimmy. Thank you for the info. And yeah, and I'm glad somebody else with a brain weighed in. Like, imagine me coming on tonight and being like, oh my God, my fantasy football team. I didn't do that. Uh, This is traumatic for all of us that watch. This is scary for all of us that saw what happened and are waiting for more information. But as I'm hosting the show, I'm talking about everything that goes into this and around this. And, uh, yeah, we're getting more context from people that know the medical side of it. I'm not a doctor, so I can't speak to that. I'm a fan. I can speak to being a fan who's wagered a couple hundred dollars on the game, who has a you know pending prize on the game. It's not as important as this man's life and this health, but it's a part of the conversation. Um, and I don't really know which way to take this conversation as I'm reading things online as I'm seeing Scott Van Pelt try and do his best at it, I just saw uh, our guy Trey Wingo, who's called in to me. He put out a tweet. He said, the fraternal bond of the NFL players is a real thing. It takes a certain kind of courage to walk across that sideline and onto that field. The common bond of mutual respect was on display tonight. They know what it takes to put it all in the line. And he quote tweeted a Buffalo Bills tweet, which had, I don't know, screenshots of 30 different players who all put out prayers and thoughts uh, as well as some other team um, Instagram or team Twitter handles that put out prayers and thoughts as soon as they saw that. And uh, like I said, everyone was watching that game. Everyone that cares about the NFL was watching that game. Um, Unfortunately, there are some people like the Skip Baylesses of the world and other people that are getting a lot of attention on Twitter that took the wrong approach to this. Um, that said that there was no way they could postpone this game, that they had to play this game. What are you doing? And 
now I knew pretty early. I'm like, hold on. Um, I don't, I don't know which way this is going to go. We'll keep going with the show. And, uh, maybe once we hit 12, I'll come back and I'll set the table with some other topics so we can move on. But it's a tough night, man. And, and like I said, this is live radio. This just happened. The game would be playing on this radio station if this did not happen. So for me, I'm coming in to do my show earlier than expected. And in this earlier frame of time, we're talking about it and I'm doing the best that I can. Um, let's take this break here and uh, we'll go to the update. And when I come back, I'll reset the table. But if you're on hold and you'd like to talk about the Bills game, DeMar Hamlin and that stuff, don't hang up. I'm I'm, I'm still going to go to you. But I'd like to start to get some other calls in on some other topics. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 